0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week, 914, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you.
1: If you want to make a move, then you better come in. It's just the ability, to reason that we're so fit. Living and dying and the stories that are true. Secret to a collapse, know it with your are Black coat,
0: white shoes, black hat, Cadillac, yeah. My name is Connor Gilpatrick. and this is my co-host
1: in age, Josh Flanagan. We are very similar in age, but you are close to a, not really a year younger than me, but near enough as, and uh,
0: I resent it. Seven months? Okay. Seven months. A little over half a year, let's be fair. Yeah. That's fine. We were just talking about our ages right before the
1: show started. No, sir. It's funny because, like, as I talk to other people like if you're like in your 50s or whatever i think i'm about the same age but my friends like i still pay attention to like like there's a little part of the young me that is like i'm older than you you know <laughs> like it's a thing you know like when you were 10 like yeah. if you were 10 and they were nine it was a big right. win and there's a little sure. of that left in me and it doesn't i don't i don't apply it fairly
0: i understand that's my point hey this is a fanboy pick of the week episode 914 josh is back he was gone last week you were gone last week, right? That's if that I was. Happen?
1: I was. I was on the show. I just for the first time in very my quiet. life, I had nothing to
0: say. <laughs> just no opinions, which is fair. It was a. It was a very light week last week. It was as opposed to this it's week. True. I think if you combine the number of books I read the previous two weeks, it was less than this week for me. It, it was, was a big week. such a light week that I am not behind. Oh, there you go on my reading which is good because every week one of us picks the book they like the best from their stack of comics. We call that book the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book, other books in the week, the patron pick, the listener mail, the, the, the fun is had by all. And in just talking to you, my iPad has dropped 5% in power. This is yeah. not good.
1: This is my, this
0: iPad is on its last legs. My wife so, feels the
1: same way talking to me.
0: Just <laughs> your spoiler warning. Exercise some caution. Josh at the pick. And Josh, you, we were talking before, you know, we, we, we like to tell behind the scenes stories. So you, we were talking, you know, Earlier this week, and you're like, I'm pretty coke sure to the picks, gills. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the pick's. Well, you're always Coke to the gills. Come sure. on, sure. The pick of the week's gonna probably be Fantastic Four, and I hadn't read my Marvel books at that point yet, mm-hmm. and so I was reading my Marvel reading books, and I save Fantastic Four for last. I, I often do because it's you know one of the most anticipated books of the week, right? And I was about halfway through it, and I was like, "Fuck, this is good." And I finished it, and I, I was like, "It's one of the it's one of the best comics. It's definitely Marvel's best comic. This particular issue was one of the best ones that Ryan North has done." Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Indiana Jones was teased on the cover and not in the issue. Um, there's a guy in Fedora. <laughs> at the top. I don't see that. That's awesome. Um, but I thought this was but one I... <laughs> of the best Ryan North issues. He does, he's a master at single issue stories, and if people aren't reading this, shame on them.
1: I I keep going in and I keep thinking, well, these can't all be great. And so maybe <laughs> this one will just be okay. And I mean, the thing that is fascinating to me is the wealth of ideas and concepts that are brought in so frequently, I feel right. like, like Ryan North has had more original thoughts on this than we have seen in ten years of Fantastic Four comics.
0: And like again, I feel like we have, have had... to keep saying this, but like the last run was great, the dance Slott yes. run also was great, but in a different kind of way, different kinds yeah. of stories. They're he would different. have, a, and this is a great example of how you can do a. Yeah. another great run on the same characters following a great run, but, but in a different way with new ideas. And it was really, it's been really good.
1: But just the onslaught of yep. really smart and novel concepts at one or two, every issue is crazy in a world of deconstructed comics, you know, mm-hmm. where one idea will last you six, eight issues, you know, whatever. And, you know, the, you really sit with it, but this is an, onslaught of fantasy science but it's also written in such a way that it makes sense like it Mm -hmm. it, like it's 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 plausible you know it's certainly within the context but even sort of outside of it like the 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 like the fact that they can time travel is the fantastic thing about it but the other concepts that are in it are
0: real real enough is that you know what i mean yeah for sure and and also i would like to point out that this is a like many of these, you can totally pick this up and read it. So if you are curious at yes. all, did we say it was Fantastic Four, seven, ten, also seventeen, S- depending well, on that's your a nice, religious affiliation. That's a nice lineup. Um, um, so, you can, yeah. if you have not read any of Ryan North's Fantastic Four, this you can pick this up. And in fact, I I encourage you to pick up this one mm-hmm. in particular because this is a great example. And someone uh, I don't often read the letters columns, but I just caught my eye the very first letter they they put they put in the column said um called this book a fast-paced Star Trek flavored science adventure and mm. i think that's a totally apt description of the book because it feels very much like the original 60s Star Trek series in that you have a group of characters going from adventure to adventure it's different every week but there's still a through line and we've had a couple of we've had a couple of the d- um double issue stories we've had a couple of two-parters mm. but that's for the, the most part it's been these sort of in and out adventures. And I didn't feel shortchanged by this issue. I didn't feel like I only got like a 22-page deconstructed story. It was like – it was very meaty. had a lot going on when it was over. I was like, that was a very satisfying short story. And, again, doing things I have not seen done in not just Fantastic Four comics, but just sort of superhero comics in general. The stuff he does here, I have not seen done before.
1: Yeah, and in anything – I mean, I'm going to try to explain this, not because you need it, but because I, I – there's a lot that happens. This, also, so, this
0: story particular was also very similar – not not in a way that I think you ripped it off, but similar concept to a Star Trek Next Generation episode where they find Data's head in the past. But anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we
1: open by seeing
0: the ice uh,
1: – uh, Earth covered in ice We are 20,000 years ago, give or take – Uh, the last glacial maxim. So we're talking about an ice age situation and we sort of see, and we talk about the people who are coming over the land bridge um, from Africa, Asia into um, North America. And those are the people who become the the native Americans and indigenous peoples of the area. Oh, that's kind of interesting, whatever. We cut to present day uh, in Arizona where we are reminded um, that, that um, Sue storm was in fact a doctor of archeology. I didn't remember that at all. no, I don't even care if it's true, though. And and somebody <laughs> called her randomly, even though she doesn't practice anymore. And, but she's got her uh, her Alan Grant boots and and her form-fitting <laughs> cargo pants, and she goes out there. And her Henley. Uh, and there well, is they're in Arizona
0: because they've been exiled. That's also That's a true. crucial point. They live in Arizona now.
1: So there is, there is a skeleton that they have unearthed at a construction site. And the thing is, is that uh, the skeleton is not uh, correct uh to how long it has been there I'm trying
0: to remember exactly why but yeah it's it's European That's the, a European skull from the skull you know the different way the skulls right. formed it's a European skull like twenty thousand years old right. than it should be so then they
1: they they think these are – they notice there's some fabric on there, and they're unstable molecules, so they're the Fantastic Four uniforms. Then Sue does a thing – we're five pages in. Ha, story hasn't started yet, but it doesn't feel like they rush through it. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Sue does a thing where she turns everybody invisible except for their skeletons. They compare it to their own, and she finds out that's her own skeleton that has been bashed to shit 20,000 years ago and is buried under there. So back in time they go. Uh, the, I don't know about the scientific uh, merit of having uh, beasts and birds and saber-toothed tigers and, and uh, uh animals all is, in the same spot, but who cares? This is an issue where I was, I was like, oh, we need Dr. Ryan Haupt here to give us the, I, the science I did like that. We'd never get through this. Uh, <laughs> and then it turns out that, and this is not why it is pick of the week. I, just, I, want, to, I want to go ahead and frame that. But it's not uh, not why. It's not not why, but that's actually not the thing... That, so, Ramatat shows up. For those of you at home will know that Ramatat is the earliest incarnation of Nathaniel Richards, uh, as opposed to Immortus, who's the latest incarnation of Nathaniel Richards. You may know him as King the Conqueror. <laughs> and he has different eras, and this first one is very, like, cartoon villainy. Mm-hmm. Um, 60s. And- yeah, and he he's, he's a master of time situation, and there's a lot of really cool, like, well, we'll go back in time and fix this gun, except I went back in time and it and took the pin <laughs> out, and then back and forth and back and forth. They keep
0: one-upping each other.
1: Well, I went back and, in time and did this. And, and yeah, it's like it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. um, And then he ends up uh, reducing them both to cinders, and you think, well, how's that going on? So then we go back to four years from now in the Baxter building. They come up with a plan... Uh, to fool uh, Ramatut and it is brilliant and fantastic Uh, you know and they 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 you know wrap everything up in a very nice bow in that time and it's a complete story all in its own science fantasy science fiction I just and the thing the thing that got me is that 17 issues into this run and it feels like both less and more if that makes sense to you like like They've come at us in such a rapid pace. They're on time every month. They, they, but they're just, every one of them is some new story idea. And I guarantee you that there are other longtime comics professionals who were like, this motherfucker is burning through ideas <laughs> at such a rate. And slow and I, down, I, man. I, I mean, honestly, they like it's, yeah, like it's crazy. It's like if an athlete, like it just put his body like in the ring, like was playing football eight days a week, you know, like he right. is just, and he, and I asked him about those. Like, do you th- ever think you're going to run out of when I had him on the talk split, which you should go listen to. And he was so nonchalant. He's like, nah, I'll have more ideas. And it, I, I promise you, it wasn't smug. And I don't know how to tell you that that wasn't, smug. it was confident. And it was just like, it, but it was more like the idea, like there's a lot of ideas out there and I have many of them. And, so- and,
0: well, I think is most impressive about this issue of, of of which there's lots of things is that under a lesser writer this this story would have collapsed under the weight of the the twists and turns. Yes, because it's there's so many um not t- there's so many back and forths over I'm one upping you I've got a more and in- I've got a more intense plan um, I've used time this way they keep Reed and Sue against Kang keep going back and forth with each other and a lesser writer it would have collapsed not but I think it, first of all, it seems to all track, and the way that Ryan North presents it, it, it it's very easy to understand and follow. Mm-hmm. He, it's a, I think that's one of the most impressive things about the issue is that, yeah, in an issue where at one point there's like fifty Kangs attacking Reed because he he's going back in time, or Reed and Sue are using the future to win in the past, it all makes sense and it all tracks very well, and it's all very satisfying at the end. I thought that well, was really impressive.
1: Like if you think about the fact that. Ryan North comes from Dinosaur Comics, and I always Mm -hmm. forget that. But for years, for hundreds, maybe, you know, more than a thousand, he had to tell a story and a gag in six panels that were always the same. Right. And if you think about that, then you look at how the 20-issue comic book is staged, I start to go, okay, I see that. You mm-hmm. know, like now, this probably feels positively luxurious. <laughs> you know, like it's twenty pages. That's so way enough room. time. I learned to do this in six panels that never change,
0: it's and a, and that's partially why he maybe run, doesn't he's not worried about running out of ideas because he didn't have the luxury of that's a good point. Changing so, those panels, he had to really come up with new stories for those that same set. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, visual language every time, and it's a much, it's a much more impressive
1: version of of like how we are confident about it. we can do our show right. like i'm not worried about not having things to say about it like you were, know it's gonna happen
0: it's like that it's just that what he does is valuable <laughs> I, I do want to point out also carlos gomez uh on art yes and Jesus Albertoff. really I, I think is is he a fill-in is this is the first issue he's done carlos gomez i
1: don't know the name so maybe
0: but yeah i thought really good i thought really good work um you know cartoony but there's some in it in a realistic way i mean it's it's very sort of classic marvel superhero stuff but you know he he has to do animals he does a whole bit where they're all skeletons which mm-hmm. cannot yeah, have really been good. fun to do but and then just, it's like really draw well 60, his, or draw 60 ramatats yeah his ramatats his kang was really good He's yeah. he's got to make these these crazy ass guns that they develop like like he's got a lot to do here and he's doing yeah. fun, dynamic panel layouts and angles. Uh, I thought this was really good looking. If he's, if they wanted this guy to be the new ongoing, because it was not him before. It was the name is escaping me right now, yeah. but it's not not him. But if they wanted him to be the new ongoing artist, I'd be thrilled with that because he's terrific. I think that again, you'd mentioned Jesus Bertov.
1: Color is yeah. perfect. The color is yeah. perfect. It's exactly the right kind of lightness and. F- and fun that this needs to be this is not batman this is not stormy this is blue and yellow and green you know primary colors right. not quite but but really good looking uh and just because i don't want this to be a complete love fest that fucking logo is terrible that four <laughs> is offensive yeah is that new it's been that way the whole series the whole has it right well they haven't there. been in their costumes for the most part oh you mean the, the outfit not
0: not the not the book logo no, no, not the book logo. Uh, the four uh, on their chests. The, the book logo is also bad. Yeah, that's the costume they've had for – I don't know if it's been the whole run because they haven't worn the costume a lot. But that's, right. it's not good. Not good.
1: And, and, and the reason it's not good is because – and I'll be completely fair about this and my bias. There's nothing wrong with it before. It was a four in a circle. <laughs> Done. You don't. I, I mean, you know. You know what's the, you know what's the only good to change? And it can't last forever, nor should it. They are sticking with Johnny's mustache, hell or high water. and that's true. <laughs> like his, his personality in this book is informed by the mustache.
0: <laughs> now I think that I mean you know, people are sick of us talking about stuff like this, but for a book like that I've had Fantastic Four, the the cover logo and the costumes don't need to change. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: I'll say uh and you'd mention you'd mention the cover Alex Ross is kicking ass lately, yeah, he is you know for a long time, in my mind, you know he would do those pin up kind of things with a person standing there, but now, like the covers are beautifully composed, they tell a little story, mm-hmm. you know they're each that that sort of painted thing that he does, and they're they're amazing. look at them
0: well, think about what he. His his ethos is all about, you know, Silver Age, comics st- yeah. comic stylings, and the the modern day version of covers is just pinup, yeah. For the most part, there are people that don't do that, but his uh, his covers always tell you about the issue, and always tell a story about the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not just a shot of an SF four running at you. It's pinup. That makes and sense. It-
1: and you're right he's got an Indiana Jones in there which yeah. should be annoying but it it works. Not it shouldn't be annoying but you know like it's it it could be hacky and and he made it work. In fact it it informs a little bit of what we're looking at. Right. Um Yeah. I mean I haven't seen anything like this since Paul Dini on Detective. Right. In a long time. 20 and years. And I and and basically that fuck you. That <laughs> Was single issue stories, and they were Batman. They were, they were fantastic. Do you remember who drew that? It was a that was a uh, mean question. No, I don't. I thought maybe. Um, well, I th- it was probably more than well. Anyway,
0: oh, I thought you were going to tell me.
1: No, no, I'm I'm literally asking. Do you remember? Because I can't <laughs> I quite remember. picture it, and I don't remember a lot of the stories. But even that, which was super impressive, and wasn't done a lot, wasn't as impressive as this because of these the. the Scope and the complication of the story—you can get away with a lot less in Batman. If you want to, right. you could. Man, right i just thought Ryan North should go do Batman after this <laughs> and do it like this. Holy shit! It'd be yeah. amazing. But this is perfect. It's—it's. It's, I don't know who
0: did those issues.
1: Now you got me I, Honestly, it's pick of the week. It was a great issue, and it, it was—it was, was like there the any most com- fun. Competition? No. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: other, yeah there, there was a good book this week. I'm not saying there weren't,
1: but there was one book, but it was just it, it was the combination of this being really good and be like again, like it, keeping Don the ball, Kramer.
0: Wow, I'm, I don't I'm even not, know who I, that is. I looked it up. He, he was one of the main guys. There's a bunch of people that did the art in that right. book, but Don Kramer was the main one. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, great, great, great issue. We're we're lucky to have this going on. I think it I really saw is. somewhere Dan Slott being like, I could have written the Fantastic Four forever. I'm, I'm just kind of bummed that I was off the book, but Ryan North's books are amazing. Like I wouldn't right. want to take those away. I mean, that I'm paraphrasing, but right. It makes sense. Yep. Are you
0: reading beneath the trees where
1: nobody sees?
0: No, this was a book that was pick of the week when I was at off the, not on the show. That was the week you and Paul talked about it.
1: This book is so fucking good. It's crazy. You should catch up. <laughs> it's, it's, Animals. It's anthropomorphic animals in a little town. Do you know anything about it? Did you listen to that show? I did listen, but I don't remember much about it. Uh, basically, it's it's like small town, except everybody's an animal, and the, and the, like being they're being animals doesn't really matter. Patrick right. Horvath, uh, who we kind of looked up, but uh, like he writes and draws uh, and colors the entire thing, and it is like it, it, we talked about it before, and it, it's even more so when, as I look at the pages now. Like I can't believe that somebody who I have never heard of, can be this good at doing sequential art. Hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, we've been doing this a long time. We usually see people come up through the ranks. Right. There's nowhere else. There's no, well, it's if, like, it's not, like the,
0: the book, the image book. The, yes. The, but the, the Petrolhead? The car book. The okay, car car but
1: book. Here, the, thing, the difference with that is that those, those creators were working in a different market. And right. so they were doing work in – like, I understand when somebody comes from Europe or England uh, who, you know, really perfected their craft and got really good at it, you know, and then were brought into American comics. That makes sense. This person wasn't – like, came from nowhere. Like, you, hmm. I don't know how you get good at it without doing the reps. And maybe right. he was and nobody saw it. Doesn't make sense. So what we have here is there's a serial killer and she's a nice mom in the neighborhood, Um, but every once in a while she's got to let some steam off, she goes to the city and she kidnaps somebody and butchers them horribly Um, and then now there's another killer in the town and this is sort of the aftermath of somebody being killed as we watch our protagonist who is again a vicious serial killer trying to find out who it is and it's, I mean, it's it's so well done, the crowd I do not, if you told me what this story was, human or anthropomorphic animals, I don't want to read it but it is good enough that um, this would have been the other book that could have been pick of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not really for like this issue was amazing. It's just the next part of a story that is just so well done and interesting. And, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to getting to the end of an issue these days, you know, and being like, holy fuck, I want to read the next one. And these are spaced out. I don't know. I guess I'm assuming they're monthly, but if, feels like five to six weeks and when they come out i get really excited because it's like nothing else i am reading um and there's a great sort of left turn that happens in this story where you think oh they found the killer and it's not it's it's but then there's a whole other interesting story that happened with that character um it's sort of scratching the itch that i i was feeling with um what was that other boom book this is idw but um wild's end Wilds End, exactly, and they're not really similar stories or anything, but it's it's a way of using animals to sort of uh, uh, using anthropomorphic animals in a comic book, and we've seen this a lot in European comics in America. It's a really it goes back to quick, mouse. I mean, yeah, it goes further
0: back to mouse. But mouse is the most famous version of it,
1: right? There's a, it's a really quick way of indicating character. Like you sure. just get a little bit of the fact of like the status of the character from the oh, that guy's a turtle. He's probably slow and old and you know, that's a also the dog is happy. Um happens in Bojack Horseman. Uh it happens in the Scrooge McDuck comics from the thirties, like it it exists. Um yeah. and it's beautiful. Like it's it's like a, you know, really nicely detailed painted rich worlds you know in this little small town but the colors are are fantastic they look like a a watercolor uh thing i don't know if they actually are um
0: i it's it's
1: excellent i really you should you should dig the issues out and read it i think you'll enjoy it because it's good enough
0: so we have the final issue of the first arc of birds of prey birds of prey six kelly thompson issues leonardo romero um, which made me even more annoyed that they had the one issue. Like, cause I guess it was five, where they had a fill-in artist because I would have I, I waited. Mean,
1: I was. I noticed that, and I thought there must have been some sort of like emergency where I'm not going to finish, but right. I want to do the last issue of the art. I would have waited. Like, yeah, it's not how published... You know,
0: I know, but have. like, if if you're going to sell the trade later, it's just going to be weird. Anyway, I just maybe. I mean, I'm guessing it doesn't. It doesn't
1: affect sales. If it did, then this wouldn't happen. But
0: so I would say that. The I really liked reading this book. The mechanics of the story itself, I think, I got less interested in as it went along. Um, what they actually were doing, who who the hell Sin is, mm-hmm. like I'm kind of not interested in that. I like the interplay of the characters and what was happening, and the action was really strong and fu- it was fun to read, even if I didn't necessarily really care what was happening by the end of it. Looking forward to more.
1: I got I gotta say I I was really impressed um, with the growth of Kelly Thompson as a writer to be able to do this kind of giant adventure and still keep the fun and she did i mean listen captain marvel was no slouch in it but this is the next you know it's a team it's a bunch of stuff going on there was a lot of drama i thought that the the resolution to this story i thought was very well plotted Mm -hmm. in that they couldn't save the person who needed saving so it was an alternate uh, um solution Mm-hmm. which was both good and bad. And it's a gray sort of ending. And then, and I thought that was, that was good. Like we, I can, I can live with that. And then you're going to be stuck with some drama that you're going to have for a while. But then the sort of final kicker, um, Batgirl shows up and he, and she's offended. Like, why wasn't I invited on this thing? And, you know, uh Dinah tries to play it off cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, you know, there's this and this. And then you find out from, who's this character Meridian who I don't know who's some sort yeah. of time traveler whatever and we we find out that in every possible timeline Barbara dies
0: on that mission yeah
1: on that mission and and also like like there's a real danger for her going forward and i just thought that's an that's a great that's it. Was a really, really well done twist in that it was. I was not seeing it coming. Right. It was a little bit from out of nowhere, and it gave the book legs that didn't that we didn't know were there. And then you know the last panel is we're going to need a new team, and I was like, awesome. You like switch people out. That's that's as long you
0: know. There's a couple of people in it. Um, that's that's good. That's fine. Yeah, the whole thing now is to protect Barbara Gordon, and so now you've got Dinah and you have Cassie, who I still think speaks too many words. shut sure. out. Cut out half of her words. Um, I st- I love her as a character,
1: so I know what you're saying. I deal with it though, because I like her, and I don't know why. I think it's just I love that initial
0: run so much, and I like. Yeah. No, she's a terrific she character. Yeah, It's just like you could you could get by with her saying fewer words. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. that's long gone. But I like the. I mean, the original Birds of Prey was basically Barbara Gordon and and Black Canary, and who was the third one? Why can't I remember mm-hmm. Huntress? And they would they would bring in and out other people, uh, the the Lady Blackhawk or Catwoman or whatever. So I, they, there's a precedent to the the birds of prey being f- prey being fluid in terms of membership. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that every mission has a different team depending on the mission's needs. So I'm looking forward to more. I, I thought for some reason this might have been the final issue of the book, just because. Well, I don't, my mm-hmm. hobbled brain thinks these things now, so I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad we can continue on with more stories. So it was good i i i don't know that i've read
1: a birds of prey book ever that Mm -hmm. i stuck with but you know i've given it issues here and there but i i enjoyed this and and you know having kelly thompson be done with that really long captain marvel run was kind of a bummer but then to follow that up immediately with this was really good and you know she's doing her other stuff she's doing her indie stuff and that is of hit or miss with me um
0: yeah, I think, yeah, the call ended this week too, I, which was kind of yeah, nice.
1: But I, I, well, I, 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 I'm i a little more on the fence about it. Like I kind of see what the, what, I don't know that it was executed in the end, but at least it was, I'm impressed by the, the range basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep saying that, I keep having, but you know, we do this so often and for so long and we watch creators come up and so when they start to branch out and, and you see the sort of, breadth of their talent. I'm so impressed by that that I, I I have to give it a lot of credit. Right. I mean, it's because good. so many people just do one thing. And a lot of people do one thing for a while and then you see what they can do later when they feel and then a lot of people try to do other things and they suck at it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so So I'm speaking of sucking, I'm a sucker for the the holiday anthology comic. I, I I'm I'm always reading them, always hoping they're gonna be great. They usually aren't but every once in a while, one works. And this, this week, we had DC's How to Lose a Guy Gardener in 10 Days, which was their Valentine's Day special. And it was really good. It was. There was one, two, three, four, eight stories. Only one wasn't that good. The rest were really fun. There was one really terrific Constantine story. I, I, was I, I will say I
1: started it. I didn't have time to finish <laughs> it, but I read the first two And change, Mm -hmm. and both of those first two stories, especially the second one, the Red
0: Tornado story, I thought were delightful. They, they, you know, they were all delightful. Even the the Booster Gold one, which is the third one, which you didn't get to, was Mm -hmm. my least favorite. But the Guy Gardner one, where he's going on dates with Vicky Vale, was I thought really kind of sweet. The Red Tornado one was really, really, really fun. Smart, smart Booster Gold. eh, It was fine. The Flash, where he's basically. Uh, on this first date with Iris, but he keeps running back in time oh, to fix mistakes did, he makes. Was I did good. finish
1: the Boots or Gold one, but I
0: didn't remember it. Yeah, that's, it, was unf- <laughs> it was it was mostly unforgettable. But anyway, or forgettable. The Flash one where he's on two, he's on a, a first date with Iris, but he keeps going back in time to fix mis- little mistakes until he re- realizes he can't. And just let it be. Was good. The Constantine one I won't even spoil, um, but mm-hmm. really sweet and, in a way I wasn't expecting, and then really touching at the end. Plastic Man. Was fun. Dennis Hopeless wrote that one. I guess he's back to being Dennis Hopeless. Uh, Hallam didn't that, have the same ring. It didn't, and that that was a really funny and fun one. Great art from uh, Baldemar Rivas. Wonder Woman was good, and then the Night the Nightwing and Batgirl on date, date night story was fun. This was like a really fun, sweet, uh, special. I really, I mean, they really. I was I was about halfway through. I was like, well, Is this really good? No, it was. It was really good.
1: It I was, mean, they, these are going to be a lot more fun. And interesting, necessarily, than say like to me than the Halloween right. one, than the like trying to put them all in horror movies or whatever. The Christmas story, yeah. like, it, you know, it's hard not to like these sweet romance stories
0: because that is always been a part of the superhero world. You know, yeah, that's, it, 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 they're they're soap operas and romance is a big part of it. So the romance stories are more fun than you know someone's arm getting chopped off. Well, that you, know, for you the get the to see special. the guys hat these the you get not the guys but the the
1: folks the happy. Characters. Yeah. You know and we don't, you know, so much of the, what their stories are, struggles or whatever and so it's such it's a nice respite uh yeah. you know from that sort of constant
0: battle or whatever. Um So definitely Josh as a Constantine fan check out that one. Um I will say the it's, it, listen, this is a minor criti- it's, it's not a real
1: Constantine story Constantine story unless the person is uh dead at the end
0: because John loved them. So <laughs> well you'll, you'll you'll have to read the story and tell me what you think. The only the only the only Sort of criticism I'll give, and this is not really directed at the book itself or even the artist, but it's just a sort of widespread problem. Leonardo Rodriguez is the artist on the Nightwing Batgirl story, and ever since the Tom Taylor Nightwing run, they've been really cognizant of giving her freckles, and Mm -hmm. usually uh, that's done in the coloring, but every once in a while, the artist draws draws these blotches on her face, and it just looks like her face is dirty, or she's got very strange Mm -hmm. tattoos. Like, in this issue, he's, he's very persistent on drawing these, you know, these little tiny, these circles that are way too big, first of all, to be freckles. And it's just like, let the colorist do it. I mean, it just, you just look like she's she's got dirt on her face now. And it's very mm-hmm. pronounced in this story. But otherwise, it was a good story. And he's a good artist. It just was that, that's a philosophical problem. Anyway, that was fun. One, of my, one
1: of my favorite married with children jokes of all time is that, like, Bud was trying to grow a mustache. And I think... Either dad the dad or Kelly said, What's the Ow. matter? The older boys has been rubbing your face in the dirt and I think of it all the time. <laughs> and I can't wait for my kids to start trying to grow facial hair. I don't so know if Al should be
0: your model. That show is
1: fantastic.
0: The show was great. I'm not just saying it's a model of dad dadhood, perhaps. No, it perhaps I I'm not,
1: not way I don't be. follow it. Except I do I do try to take a lot from his character in Dutch. Okay. Yeah. There you go. His name I don't remember.
0: Wait, he's Dutch. <laughs> 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 he had a real name. but <laughs> There you go. Not addled at all. So this week on the shipping list, I saw Dark Spaces Dungeon number three, and I went, fuck. I missed two. Two came out during the holiday oh. break. So I went back and I read two and three this
1: week. Do you know Why? Because the names on that make you think it's a Dungeons and Dragons book.
0: <laughs> I just didn't see it during the holiday break. Things yeah, Priorities. Um, but I really like, you know, we liked the first one. We talked about it on the show. This book is so good. I, I
1: get, this is my favorite Scott Snyder book in a really long time. This is the same team that did the one of, was it Wildfire? It was about the, the forest yeah. fire, which mm-hmm. was a fine book. Something like that. But, yeah. but this is... I am again. I, I mentioned it before. Like I get to the end of it, and I was like, "I need to know what's happening next." It yeah. is so well thought out, and and Scott Snyder has managed to shake the overwriting that I believe he has been guilty of in the past. And it is moving, and it's 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 great. Horrible ideas. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a horror book. Like it
0: it it's really. Well, it's, uncomfortable. it's a horror book, but it's almost more of a crime thriller than a. In a yeah, horror book. But there's and an element of like outfit. torture in there. Yeah. I mean it is, but it's not any it, worse to see on like CBS or something.
1: Sure, but you know, either way, I mean like this could be like on an SBU and it would be terrible, right. but it's done much better here, <laughs> this story. Um yeah, I'm 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 riveted uh very much so.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's been this has been good. This is the story about the uh an uh FBI agent who was abducted as a kid by a serial killer, he had managed to escape and now the killer has returned and uh, there's a family being tormented that he's – I mean, it, it's ridiculous. He's teaming up, teaming up with the tech dad, the tech CEO dad, but still decided. I am just waiting for the twist, and I think it's
1: going to – like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it has to be something. Right. Because there's no way you don't have that. In this, we had the extremely original concept of the boss saying, you're off the case. You're out of control. You're too close to it. <laughs> like, you know what? It's cliched, but it goddamn works. You'd never take the guy off the case. He knows more about it than anybody, but you wouldn't have him on in any either. It doesn't matter. Uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I wanted to bring up the space between number four. This uh, is the last issue of this little mini series by Karina Becco with our, by Danny Luckert. Um, this my, was my first, uh, the first issue was my pick of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor did not like it. I did not um, like it. I, I, I actually really did enjoy it. Um, and the thing that was most impressive to me is literally how much ground was covered over the space of four issues. They were paced in such a way that was much faster than I think we normally do in comics, and it was like trying to get through a lot of plot, and each issue was further in the in the future, and so we weren't even we didn't even have the same characters each time, um, but there was sort of a larger concept going on that really crystallized in the end about you know like they they go basically they're in they're on this spaceship, you know they're trying to get to another system because they they left Earth and you know it, it's been hundreds of years and the spaceship is falling apart and they come into view of this you know the last issue was like they had to course correct and Mm -hmm. um nobody wanted them to do it but two heroes sacrifice themselves to course correct you know and this is them they come into view of the world and everybody on the ship is like we don't want to get off and the people are like no no we're gonna die on here there's no way we get another generation And, and so two more people have to you know you know, do some heroic thing to, to get, to make sure that they land on the thing and it, it ends in, you know, hopefulness. They're bound this new planet, which they're going to fuck up too. Um, I, I really think craft wise and structurally, um, it was, it was a, it was a hell of a, uh, a lot of work and I think right. it was done really well.
0: Well, this is, this issue, this issue, this episode is all about final issues. This is Captain America 756 or number six, the final issue of this arc. J. Michael Krzynski, film artist Alain Medina. And, you know, I really like this arc. We've talked about it a couple times. It is hokey. It's very JMS-y. But it kind of works. And even if he can't help himself and he throws a little retcon in here, we find out that back in the 30s when Steve Rogers helps Meyer Lansky (laughs) – break break up the Nazi plot the, the the Nazi boon the 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 boon's plot to blow up Massach Square Garden. Steve gets beat up so badly that he's gonna die. And luckily the super soldier serum saves him. So he would have he would have eventually died if he hadn't gotten that super soldier serum just from the beating he took. I and don't I like, like ah. that. I don't that? I I absolutely don't like that. Yeah that's that's the that's the impulse he's always, he always has to throw something he's like that. Make in there. his mark. But I liked it otherwise, and even if the ending was heavy-handed, I thought it was heavy-handed in a good way because these are things that are happening now, in that in the the present day. Steve's buddy, who he helped him restore the building, uh, you know, he's a nice Korean. He's Korean, right? He's Korean. Yeah, nice Korean family. Um, Steve's going to give him rent-free living if he could, you know, basically be his stand-in whenever he's off being Captain America at the building. And he's like, nah, we're moving somewhere else. We're out of here. And Steve doesn't get it until someone else tells him it's because down the street, there's a whole bunch of swastikas painted on the wall and foreigners get out America for Americans. And it, it's heavy handed and it's hokey, but it's true to life. Unfortunately, what's happening now. And so, um, I thought it worked and Steve painting over it again, hokey and heavy handed. And the final panel was terrible, but, um, <laughs> You, I, 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 understand,
1: I understand what you're saying, and I and I think that like it 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 touched you in the right spots, and it was yep. like regardless of everything, it still made me feel the way I did. I I didn't love it. I don't think it was terrible. I actually thought I don't know that I would have. I thought it was sort of JMS light in a in a certain way. I think there was a lot of things that because you can go patriotic with with Captain America. It's what he's there for. You should Yeah. And and you know idealism and all those things, but the current the the Present day story, like whatever. Like not the as demon good today. It was. It was not as good. I just. It was completely uninteresting.
0: I thought it should um, in been Steve fighting
1: demons. I don't know why. Just no. not.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you and you I know, talked offline about Sharon's skull mask. How, oh how my god, that is well it hadn't occurred to
1: me for I saw the close up of her skull mask and I realized it was a skull. I don't think I put that together before. And it has weird like there's like lower jaw teeth coming around yep. her chin and then there's some around her cheek and 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 that's when it occurred to me. I was like, "Wait, she's not going to wear any kind of skull iconography anywhere. It's right. not happening." And it's terrible. It's, yeah. it's genuinely, and I know that. Like every once in a while, a like, costume. I just said that about the Fantastic Four. That's right. a whole different level of. Ter- I was just like, I was kind of like, oh, I don't
0: really like it because it's not the same as it's the old. It's kind of thing. offensive because. But of this is terrible. Who Cap fights? It'd be yeah. like if, you know, let's just say yeah. Catwoman started wearing like white face paint and red lips. You know, right? And or, like dyed or, hair green. It's like, yeah. Wait, you know?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a bad it's a bad direction. Um, it's it's
0: like it's up there with.
1: With um, Nick Fury as the unseen.
0: Just, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm still really enjoying Crave from Maria Lovett. She does everything on the book. And yeah. it's this strange sexual thriller, te- techno thriller that reminds me a little bit of like, I guess, movies we would have made seen 30 years ago. I was going to say,
1: as a sort of cool indie comic, this works. If this was a movie, I would feel like a scumbag
0: watching it. (laughs) Well, it depends on what. Is it late night? Saturday night? Yeah. When you're you're 19? Maybe. Um, I just think it's funny. So the whole story of Crave is that this app is letting you – it says, what do you crave? And since they're all in college, they all crave sex with people – in, in you know that they know from class or whatever, and so because <laughs> if you're uh, fifty, it's a nap. It's going to yeah, still it's like, be what sex? Are you quiet. <laughs> and a nap, and so um, the, it it's sexual chaos on campus. I, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts. But every time anybody goes into a hallway, it's just like people banging against the wall or you know making out or the other kind of sex acts happening. It's just like it's sexual chaos, and it's 100% what would happen when at the time of your life when everyone's bursting with hormones and can't can't handle it. About this and, this app causing trouble, and just
1: like real life, it's not ending well.
0: No, like it's it all doesn't. Messy. It
1: like yeah, it's it's not going to be good.
0: The only the, my only criticism is we're at issue three, and I believe it's a six issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a miniseries. I don't know how many it is, but I feel like the story should be further along now. We're and starting I don't to. Know. I can't tell the characters apart. We're starting to move. Like the story's starting to move a little bit, but for, for, up until now, it's mostly just been shenanigans.
1: Like every and, but once now, in the a while, coming together. Like, every once in a while, somebody will do something, and I'll go, oh, that's that guy. Right. You know, but besides that, like, I don't know who I'm looking at. They're not really defined. Um, like, I know there's, like, the one nerd guy, and his friend left a phone message that was like, don't use
0: it. Those are the only two. And then there's he left. A, he left assistants. a sticky note, which is always the best way to give really important information, is is don't use the – whatever you do, don't use the Crave app. Too late. Right. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's banging. It's a six-issue miniseries, so we're halfway through. So the story really needs to start moving. That's my, like, criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I like it. I think her art is really interesting. At first, I wasn't sure I felt about how she drew embarrassment or or arousal. These mm -hmm. like red splot, just the the lines across the face. But know I kind of like it. It's it's a very good shorthand, I think, in that way.
1: And again, this is another one. Now I I don't know where she's from, but obviously there's a lot of talent there. Right. Um, People can do mini comics. What what was I talking about earlier? Uh, Who was the artist? Oh, 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 Patrick Horvath. (laughs) Yeah. Now. Again, I we I looked him up because I was and like there is not like a long web. He did some kind of comic before this, but it was short. You know, Maria Lovett, for all I know, could be – doing a web comic for years and hone the craft that way, or, or right. doing books in Brazil. I don't know, um, but sort of the same thing. Like, geez, where are these people coming from?
0: You know, to to be I'm able glad. to. I'm glad because you always yes. worry that you know with an aging reading population, will there even be newer creators coming in? Because so many of the creators that we read. We talked about this in the last show. You weren't on, but so many of the queries we read are from. I've been doing it for twenty, thirty years, and there's not yeah. a lot of new blood. So it's good and to al- see it.
1: And also, the art form isn't necessarily some something that attracts younger people who want to do
0: something. You have at to least have... at least the sort of standard Wednesday superhero stuff, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm enjoying this book uh, it, only because it's just a totally different genre and kind of story. You don't want to get from <laughs> yeah. from Image. So this I'm, is what I'm should really...
1: be coming out from Image. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Those are the books we're going to talk about. It was a big week. But at patreon.com slash ifanboy, every patron of ifanboy gets to vote to the book to the rundown. And this week, it was a squeaker. Uh, it was a one-vote win for Ultimate Black Panther number one from Brian Hill, Stefano Caselli, David Curiel, and Corey Pettit. And that is the second patron pick for, for Ultimate Comics. So we had Ultimate Spider-Man as a patron pick, now Ultimate Black Panther. Will the, Ultimate the, X-Men... Completely trifecta when it comes out? We'll find out. They're in definitely going to vote for Ultimate X-Men. So I we'll no see. It was close. It was, close. It was one mind. vote. One vote beat Thundercats. So we could have had to read
1: Thundercats, Josh. So, Well, yeah. And then people are probably disappointed. Like, you still could read Thundercats.
0: Nope. I loved Thundercats yeah. as a kid. That book does not look like fun. Declan Chowdhury anyway, wrote it. Yeah, well.
1: He also he writes Alien.
0: <laughs> so... um. Ultimate Black Panther. So, Brian Hill's an artist we both, or a writer we both really like. You interviewed him for Talks explode. Yeah. He does a lot of TV work, a lot of Hollywood stuff. He did some terrific comics for a while. He blew up on the scene, retreated back to TV. I think that one Vertigo book was too much for him um, and emotionally. Um, he came back. He did a book, uh, uh, one of the smaller publishers, not too long ago, like a heist book. I read one issue of. Mm. He's on Blade now. Yeah, he's doing Blade now. He's also now he's doing Black Panther. He's back in a big way, I think, which is which is good. I think mm. the comics world is better with Brian Hill in it. Yes, because this, I'm always enjoy his work. Um, that being said, this was okay. Like it was, I I liked it. I certainly I liked it enough to keep reading it. But I didn't really get a. There wasn't like a lot different about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I I, the I was thinking was like that point too. Of what what's the point of all this? Like Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Pretty big difference here. The, the difference is that um, – uh, what is the difference really? My problem so with Wakandan politics is that
1: like I know the movie better than any of them. And I've read some of the series and they're all kind of variations. And so I was like this is another slight variation. But I feel like every time a new Black Panther book comes out, even just – different. Yeah. So everybody's doing this all the time. This would just be a new regular arc of it.
0: Right. It wasn't different enough. And I'm trying to remember yeah. the difference. I just read this. I'm trying to remember the differences. It's like there's a whole conshu and Ra thing where, again, this, in this ultimate world, the villains are secretly running everything and there's no superheroes, even though there's so, Black Panther. So they um, say
1: the villains are secretly running things. And I was looking for it in here and I was like, I don't see that.
0: Right. I other don't than understand why Khonshu that's and Ra there. being invoked because apparently uh, they run, those two gods run Africa and so the Moon Knights the uh, Moon Knight army is the is the bad guy the, here. The Moon's Knight. The Moon's <laughs> Knight. And uh and then there's a, there's definitely a hint that Storm is warmonger's uh partner, Killmonger's partner. Uh but other than that, it's not, that's not super different. His father gets blown up in a terrorist attack bombing attack, just like in the movies. Yeah. Um but uh, but but that being said, I liked it. I think Stefano Caselli is terrific. Great yes. superhero Marvel style artist. I love the colors from David Curiel. It's a good looking book. And the characterization, like I liked it. it but like you said, this could have been regular Black Panther and I would have blinked an eye. Really. Yeah.
1: I I I, I wanted to like it and I kinda didn't I was ambivalent, really. Hmm. I'm enjoying Blade to a certain extent. Hmm. Um more than this i i i I don't i don't get into black panther comics you know i really enjoyed the movie and i've liked him as a character a lot uh in other things but as we get into sort of the wakandan politics like so far nothing i've read has been better than the movie at doing it and so Mm -hmm. it feels a little pointless
0: well what you said really resonated with me was that this feels like every new Incarnation mm-hmm. of the regular book where it's you would this time he's not the king, and this time this happened, and here yeah. he's married to Okoye. Oh, here it's um, the future, and he's you know, so you're totally right. Like, I was reading it going, this doesn't feel that different than the Marvel book, but mm-hmm. um, and some characters are just better for certain readers as just a, s- a spice. Like, I like Ghost Rider initials with the story, I don't really like reading Ghost Rider comics, you know, mm-hmm. and Black Panther, I always usually give it a shot. I don't think I gave the last arc a shot because I gave like three or four reboots a shot and after a while I just sort of There's some,
1: out. there's some thing where, this is this is true of Wonder Woman also, is that writers keep trying heavy. to go, they keep trying to go into the character's culture mm. and there's, and often, and often when there's a god or deity involved, they just can't get it. And, and it's like I don't like uh, uh who's the who's the Black Panther like it is a Black Panther, but who's their like their god? Uh you oh. know, like there's Khonshu, and then there's I, I, I don't can't know. remember, but there is there is one. There's the spirit of whatever.
0: There's just and the spirit of
1: the Black Panther, I thought. Bass Bass, boss, bast, bast, I think it bast, is. Bast, is that it really? Yeah, I think so. But but either way, in all of those comics, and, and this is related to to like, you know, um, Hawkman, they can't quite get it right. The characters, to me, tend to be more interesting in the world, in the greater world that they're interacting with. When you take them back to just their space, it's just not interesting to me uh, often, or it's not well done enough. And it's the same. Mm -hmm. You take Wonder Woman, and you put her on Paradise Island, and you uh, deal with that history and the Greek gods, and it's been done. It's just like – and everybody keeps wanna... trying to, because it's never been great. And everybody keeps trying to do it again. And I was like, just don't
0: do it anymore. It doesn't work. Nobody's been able to crack that code. Yeah, it's like I'm not super interested in reading like court. The you know the problems at court. You know, it's right. it's like let yes. Black Panther punch a dude. Yeah. You know, and let one Roman kick a dude. Like it just it well, th- that tends to be what I'm interested in, and it's like. Well the thing that look, the mo- I didn't think this was a bad and I think uh, his sister think Shuri being sort of more militantly warlike was mm-hmm. interesting. Like there's certainly things here. And I'm gonna keep reading it, spoiler alert. But um I didn't love it. I didn't even like it as much as I like Spider the Spider Man one, the ultimate mm-hmm. Spider Man number one. But the art was really strong and we'll see. Again, it's just that there's just not much different here than it's like ninety percent, even maybe ninety five percent the Marvel universe, black Panther. Yeah. And so what, what, what are we doing? I,
1: I mean, the, I mean, the other thing is, is that I kind of, the way that this is sold to me is that it was kind of co, supposed to be cohesive mm-hmm. and none of them have anything to do with each other so far. And that, you know, that's me. I have to be patient. I have to get through it or whatever, but I, I would like a little more to make it. And I was, I'm very interested to see what this, uh, very, uh, non-orthodox x-men book Mm -hmm. is gonna be like um right but i I don't have high hopes
0: josh i almost started singing there and no one no one wanted it so that's why i didn't so apple pie in the (laughs) sky hopes ultimate black panther number one from marvel comics and ultimate the ultimate universe line i guess and uh ratings on that book ratings out of five i'm gonna give it a Three and a quarter. Three. Are you gonna read straight more up? Three. Are you sticking with it.
1: I'm gonna read more because I am such a fan of him as a writer that I give him a lot of slack, and I was I missed him when right. he stopped writing comics. Um, but I didn't love it.
0: It was. I, I I thought it was solid, but I didn't think it was great. Ultimate Black Panther number one was a patron pick. Patreon.com slash ifanboy is how you can vote. And if your patron gets a vote to add a book to the rundown, we're running long. So I'm just going to, you know, bookshop.org is our partner. Ifanboy.com slash Amazon is where you can find your general link for shopping. If you're doing any Valentine's Day shopping or anything like that, you can do it at Amazon. /amazon. Ifanboy.com slash support is our digital PayPal tip jar. Ifanboy.threadless.com is our t-shirt store. But patreon.com dot com slash iFanboy. It's our biggest way you can support the show. It helps keep the show going. Helps pay the bills. It helps uh, make this time away from our families worth it, and it helps pay for comics we need to read. It helps make this engine go. It's the oil. It's the fire. You're, you're the guy in the in the in the front car shoveling coal into the engine. That's who you are, patrons. And in this
1: in this metaphor, though, if you are burning oil, that's not a good thing,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> don't burn the oil, but shovel the coal into the into the engine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I do want to mention that after people have asked us, we've implemented a yearly membership option on Patreon. So if you don't want to be a monthly member, if you just want to get it all done in one go, you can do that. And if you do that, you get a ten percent discount. So if you want to convert a month to yearly membership, you can go Patreon.com dot iFanball. You can do that, and again, you'll get a ten percent discount on that. And we thank everyone as a patron. If you're if you're not one, you consider being one today. It helps the show, and we it's fun. You get to hang out with us. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. at the $5 or higher level, if you're a patron, you get a superpower live on the show like this gentleman who's been waiting a long time because, as I told him just the other day, we accidentally checked his, the wrong box on his name as already having received the power. He didn't. He's been waiting patiently for years for this power. <laughs> and so we apologize. So Josh, give so him that's, a good one. That's,
1: uh, I was under the impression that it was your turn to give him a power it Did says j next to his yeah. name that it it seems as if this person is uh the the, gift, the victim of many uh typographical <laughs> many problems yeah many oversights um and you would think that in my moment right now you know what i think he's lucky to get one of these scrambling ones and you'd think i would tie that to his like ability to avoid red tape and
0: stuff i'm sure. not going to do that uh, no, Douglas I mean this, this. This is he's he's a man who's probably dealt with a lot of red tape in his life, and who, now who he's hasn't? getting it from his from his. I want to say favorite podcast, but maybe it is. I think I think it's fair to say though. I, or at right. least it was before he's getting the this. runaround from his favorite, and maybe you're even his favorite host, Josh. And you're getting in the
1: runaround. Yeah, well, Douglas Edwards is the alarm raiser. <laughs> okay, he, he raises the alarm. It's different than the whistleblower. Okay, but he, he sees when trouble is coming. Oh, and he raises the alarm.
0: And people uh, there's listen a lot. To him?
1: Of, there's a lot of. Oh yeah, no, he's he's trustworthy. He's you know that's when people know. Whoa, if if he's saying this, then we better get on it. Now he, so has he sort of be,
0: senses trouble. He's like a almost like a human spider sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but but he raises the alarm.
0: Doesn't actually s- does go. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. I I considered it, but as I'm trying to
1: say it, it doesn't feel right to me. So I want to say he has various. Dependable methods to raise the alarm, whether it's carrying around a bell on a handle, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Whatever he's got a whistle. I, there's, I mean, there's definitely available klaxon. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a penny the, whistle. Yeah. <laughs> no, see that doesn't. That would be bad because people would be like, <laughs> and he'd be like, no, this is bad. <laughs> um, he raises the alarm. Uh, wherever needed, he's in the right place.
0: You people it's need never a to false go. Alarm. Never, never, never a false you, alarm. No, you can trust it. Is the alarm raiser? Douglas Edwards, thanks for being a patron. Patreon.com slash iFanboy and Josh. I think we have time for one of these, depending on how fast we go. So. I mean, you could do the second one pretty easy. All right, I'll read it. Queely mm-hmm. writes and says, "I've been thinking about this for about three years since I saw the first car with one." Do the glowing car emblems piss Josh off as much as the glowing Spider-Man symbol on his costume? Question. And that's you uh, you'll have to explain to me what he's talking about because I don't know what he's talking about. All
1: right. Well, it, as as car, you remember the Spider-Man, obviously. I know. I know what he's talking about for that. I don't know what a okay. glowing car emblem is. So so as as we as we uh, quote unquote improve our car technology, one of the things that's happened is that uh, car manufacturers have tried to find a way to make things stand out a little more. And so like they put a little light LED like sort of around or or, or under the, the the car logo. The the How emblem. have I not
0: seen this? I live in Los Angeles. This is car culture USA. I don't know. I don't know. It's
1: I've definitely seen versions of it. But I also relate it closely to people trying to be tricky and clever with their uh taillights and and uh signal indicators. Uh you know oh, where like, just it's like a little Googles. animated. I just Googled these. These are terrible. Uh, it's terrible. And it's not like, like sp- the Spider-Man one is offensive in the sense that like you're fucking with a design that needs no fucking with in a dumb way. right? right. Anything on the car, especially in the dark, that is doing something it's not supposed to is, is I think, dangerous.
0: These seem like mods, not something you'd get from the manufacturer. Over my well, ride. anybody,
1: I don't know. Is it still a thing that people do? Like the glowing LED light under the car. Is there still that must still exist in Los Angeles? I have seen that. Honestly. Car culture was such a big thing. Um, you know when that, but you know what? What really bothers me is like when the when the rear light, the turn signal, like does a little animated thing. Oh
0: yeah, like it like sweeps.
1: Fuck off that, yeah. Yeah, or, or some, and then when they do that though, then the, the like if they're turning right, then the left one shuts off. Don't do that.
0: That's that's yeah, confusing lights and are weird. weird when you're driving. You're, you're, just cha- you're just trained to follow certain kind of lights, right. A certain way, and then they change and it then, too much, it gets dangerous because you need to rely on your instincts when
1: you're driving for the most part because you've right. got text to send, you've got the radio, <laughs> like you need, you
0: need to know what you've got to do anything but drive.
1: Exactly, Uh, and well, I mean, like honestly, that's like for most people, I was like, just don't fucking confuse them. And bright flashing lights and and
0: shiny (laughs) things that aren't shiny are a great way to confuse people in the
1: dark. And I mean, the thing is, it's not safe.
0: You don't notice these these glowing logos because you're too busy, you know, watching your phone, watching TikTok while you're driving. Right. So Um,
1: I mean, that's a big. That's a big fucking screen on most cars. I have a little. I mean, who even
0: looks at the road anymore? Did you? how, How are
1: you? You know what? There's an ad uh there the uh for uh i forget what it's called like it's power cruise there is on a truck and it's a it's a like a giant full-size truck that huh. ha- that has no you know hands-free steering or whatever and does your tesla have hands-free steering
0: i, I don't have the package i didn't okay i didn't, I didn't buy the I, the fake I, uh fake fake driving package i, didn't
1: buy I am such an old person when it comes to cars and I know like that's a joke we make all the time, but like I am extremely conservative when it comes to vehicles. And sure. and the idea of not putting your hands on the wheel bothers me to no end because I don't trust people and I don't trust technology and like, you know, all it takes is one thing. But in this commercial, they're like, you can tow with no hands. And they show him in a full-size tr- truck with a boat behind it and he's like on a seaside cliff not touching the <laughs> wheel. And I was like – I mean I, like I don't, I don't have that kind of confidence in anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm 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 constantly looking over, and we need to move on. But I, I'm constantly looking over in traffic and or at the light and seeing people on their phones, and just marveling that there's not 10,000 people a day dead on the road. So, which, which I think we're, we're developing like a sixth sense as yes. humanity, we're evolving because otherwise, it, I don't understand how we're not dying constantly. It
1: makes me so angry. Like, like, sure. really yeah. angry. And I remember, like, in, in like New Hampshire, who doesn't have a seatbelt law, I mean, famously, they, they passed the a no-cell phone law. And and it occurs to me, I was like, oh, this law has never been and never will be enforced in any way. Right, right. And and there's not – oh, oh, I had it, and it was gone. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, I used to live in Los Angeles. Um, famously, terrible traffic all the time. and But this was before smartphones. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody sort of point out to me once, they were like, imagine – that you're at a light, right? You're all backed up, and then there's somebody in the front, and they're looking down at their phone, and you lose a second before the light changes. No one mm. in New York is going to let this happen, by the way. <laughs> but in Los Angeles,
0: imagine that effect being multiplied a yes.
1: million times every day, and I just like
0: oh. oh, do you know how often I'm <laughs> shouting at the windshield because I'm at a left turn signal, and if we all go right away, we could make it, but no, the right, fourth right, right. car hasn't moved because they're on their fucking phone, and now we're not making it? I can't imagine. I feel like that's that's a legally justified killing. That <laughs> might that might be an overreaction, but I feel like it should be. Let's talk from. <laughs> let's change just change drastically to bearded comic rope from Clums, Ohio.
1: I really didn't think that was going to go on for that long. And I've been thinking of this
0: question I, ever since Scott wrote in and said his pet peeve is people calling trade paperbacks graphic novels. It got me thinking that I have a lot of graphic novels. How do you organize all your books? Alphabetically by character, by publisher, or a variation of different ways. I think Josh, you're a variation of different ways, aren't you?
1: Yeah, there's no system at all.
0: You just stack that, things randomly.
1: I do now because I'm out of space. But I mean, no, like my your movies used to be like that. When my go to your movies house, were like that, but your movies were random. They weren't random. They were grouped by director. Grouped by feelings. No, it was, it was by director. Like literally, like like mm. they were grouped by filmmaker. And the other I thing was it. like I will allow it. I knew where they were. It wasn't at a point where I couldn't tell. However, eventually it got big enough that I did rearrange my DVDs. Are and like they're in a huge shelf downstairs, just gathering dust. Uh, are alphabetical. Um, my Blu-rays well, aren't. What
0: was the what was the impetus?
1: I don't remember. I think I was just like I had ADHD, uh, uh, like a hyperfocus moment, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this now," because I was probably supposed to be doing how something did, else. How, would you, how
0: would you? Shelf grindhouse in the old system.
1: Well, it would have been with Quentin Tarantino because that would have been the only reason I had it. And I didn't have okay. a Robert Rodriguez book, so I would have put That's it with fair. that. I had my records were in the sort of same way, but eventually I alphabetized the records. It's just so hard um, to find things if it's not alphabetical,
0: quickly. It's true. However, people find things.
1: my books are scattered kind of in various areas throughout my house. And they're they're mostly grouped by creator and they're sort of around, you know, like, like, you know, there's a bunch of vertigo books together. Right. So the, the Alan Moore books and then right around in that area is, you know, hellblazer and, um, you know, the preacher, whatever it is. So that's kind of, they're grouped like that. And then obviously because the way that my shelves are shaped, like the absolutes can't be with them. So they're off on another side. Right. Um, again, I, I kind of know where they are, but I don't really have to, I don't know. I'm not going to advertise them because the sizing is a big problem with that too.
0: Yeah, and all I the have little oni books are together, right? I have books in several places, so it really depends on which shelf you're talking about. Like I, have, the shelves in my office that you can see in the background of like our hangouts or our live shows, those are like absolutes and things. That, so they're all by format, and then I have like a shelf of Star Wars books, and I have a shelf of like these are the things Connor likes, like a book about the Yankees and a book about Indiana Jones and a book about the Beatles. But then, um, and then downstairs I've got a Darwin Cook shelf of all the Darwin Cook collections I've got. Yeah, um, and my downstairs cabinet that's on display. But then, like my main bookcase, I have, um, sort of my form. Well, it starts off by formats like all the apps, all the um, omnibuses, omnibaboo, uh, omnibu. are uh, on the bottom shelf, so sort of as a weight anchor. So those are all together, but they're in alphabetical. And then the um, rest of the trades that are above those are all alphabetical by title. However, um, the, the, it is slightly broken in that I have all the Brubaker and, uh, Phillips reckless books under R together, even though they'll have different titles. I just have mm-hmm. them all together under R, but everything else is just by just alphabetical. So I well, never find anything. Mm-hmm. Just, this is the way it is. Some just things will never is. change. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for writing in Bearded, Comic Bro, and queely. com is how you can write in. And we got a bunch of explode emails in the past week. Thanks for writing those in. If you want to write in a explode email, contactfanboy.com put explode in the subject line. And whenever we need the time, we use those on the show or we wait for the mailbag. But uh, some good ones. I'm looking forward to answering some of those. Let's plug some shows and get out of here. We had the Animation Brain Trust Review of Justice League, Crisis on Infinite Earth Part 1. We had that last week. Listen to Paul, Ryan, and I talk about that. The first of three parts, apparently. Uh, Before that, we had our book explode review of classic G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Volume One. Josh and I reviewed that book. And I'm on Volume Three at the moment. Yeah, you got ahead of me. I I definitely lost. You know what happened this week? Hmm. I got to, I literally got up to Snake Eyes' Origin Part One, and I had Mm -hmm. to read these fucking books this week. I was like, ah, I had to read new comics. And I, I really do have to say, I did. I'm not behind because of a lack of interest. I'm not bored. No, no, no. It's it's been great. I just I've been I was reading one a night, and then I had to stop to read these books, mm-hmm. which has made me sad because I got to the point I was excited to get yeah. to. But one thing I do want to say, since we didn't get to talk about GI Joe yet, and we're doing it now, is that there's a very clear leveling up every 10 issues of the series. Mm. So the first trade we talked about it. It's important, foundational, but it's still not what sure, quite sure what it is. Issue ten starts the ongoing saga of the story, mm-hmm. but the second trade, which is that part, it's super fun. The art's kind of a little bit wonky at times. The third trade starts off with the silent issue with Steve Leah Hola on art, mm. and then you have a Russ Heath issue, and then Steve Leah Leah Lea Aloha is his name does the origin issues. The art's much better in the third trade the stories are much better as a result. You can see sort of every 10 inches it gets better and better. Hmm. That's my observation so far reading it. Interesting. I actually gave my wife the silent issue. She's never read a issue of GOGO, so I was like, read this. She liked it. That's a classic. Um, and then next, coming up, we have our media explode coming out this coming week. I think we're going to rank the best picture nominees. That's our usual show for that. And then uh, Josh will have a talk explode at the end of the month, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, working on it. Sometimes things don't go as planned. Uh, listen, don't don't write
1: it off yet. We're we're good. I'm working on it. I haven't forgotten. It's not like the fifteenth and I haven't started yet. Although it hey. will be close to that by the time you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's a leap it's a leap year month, so I got extra time. Don't write yourself <laughs> off yet, Josh. <laughs> doesn't matter if you feel left out or looked down on. <laughs> you can find our library over 1300 shows and counting. Probably close to 1400 at ifanboy.com or wherever you can wherever podcasts are sold. And I think that's an interesting choice of word because they're given. Most of them mm-hmm. they're 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 given. Uh, you can follow us at ifanboy comics on Instagram to find out what the big the week is before the show comes out sometimes. For the best of the week in panels, uh, it's not a promise. The best of the week in panels isn't a promise. It's a bonus. That's how you have to look at it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, CS Kilpatrick and J.A. Flanagan should you desire such a thing.
0: And finally, subscribe to this show on youtube.com ifanboy. We put, post this show every week and also our old video shows are there. So you can find lots of embarrassing um, things that happened back in 2007, 8, 9, 10, up to 12, I think. As far as we went, thirteen around there. Younger, (laughs) not as wise, more pliable and limber. I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever been limber. That's the thing that I've learned about myself.
0: (laughs) Those are all there. Ifanboy.com/slash no YouTube.com/slash Ifanboy. You can uh, subscribe there. Thank you very much for doing that. Also, consider leaving a review or star rating. Apple Podcasts, that's how most people listen to the show. Spotify, that's the second most way people listen to the show. And then all the other ones. You can leave a review, star rating. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's show. I'm Connor. I'm oh, Josh.